0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
1: LGBT Ireland are looking to um, expand Pride events into rural towns to try and improve Ireland as a country for members of the gay, for, for the gay community. And um, Paula Fagan, who's the CEO of LGBT Ireland, is with me on the programme today. Paula, just why did you decide, I suppose, now to expand this?
0: Hi Andrea, how are you doing? Thanks for having us on. So I think we sat down to, to really think about our strategic plan and what we would do for the next five years. And I think really what we want to see is that all LGBTI plus people, so all lesbian, gay, bi, trans and intersex people around Ireland can feel safe and feel secure and included and live their full lives. So one of the things that I suppose can help with that I think pride for prides are a time on the calendar where people can reflect on well are they being inclusive are they thinking about their LGBTI neighbor their colleague their friends are they do they feel included in the village where they live or wherever it is they live across Ireland so it's a great opportunity for everyone really to think about LGBTI inclusion and what each of us can do to make sure that People that we know and don't know feel feel supported wherever they they live in Ireland.
1: Uh, Kieran is on the line as well, Paula. Kieran is from West Cork. Um, can you tell us, Kieran, a little bit about your story or your experience?
2: Hi there. How's it going? Um, yeah, no problem at all. Uh, I'm from um, Castlecomer in West West Cork, um, so a small village where it really is the case of everyone knowing everyone's business, and definitely kind of growing up in the 1990s and the 2000s. You know, there wasn't much around in terms of representation or information or awareness of, you know, other people who are in the LGBT community. So, um, it was, um, definitely like for myself, it was like a lot of. You know, worry about coming out. You know, would it be okay? Would my family accept me? Would my friends, you know, be okay with it and everything else? And, um, and, and I I was able to come out. I think I came out about an hour after the Donalogue interview on the Late show, that time in October, October 2010, where, you know, it was kind of the, the kind of gateway. He was a person who, you know, was in the GEA. My, you know, my parents are big into the Mm GEA and everything else. So it was kind of a good launch pad for that. And I'm very glad to say that, yeah, they were perfectly fine about it. totally cool and so are my friends but uh, you know that was only after kind of you know having to go through the process kind of on my own where you know had there been like a pride event say now in like Bantry or in Skull or Clannacilty or something like that that would have been great for me as a young person you know trying to you know just being able to see like oh yeah this is happening in where I live in a in a Part of Ireland, maybe, mm. which you know, isn't got many um, uh, services like that. So it would have been great for me to have that kind of stuff um, happening when um, I was a kid or growing up.
1: So when you you had that, I suppose, fear or maybe not fear, but hesitation about um, telling your parents and your family and your friends, and 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 overall, it was. I know you mentioned your your folks there, but by friends and and that, and in school, it was. Um, was, it, was it? Was it? Was the how was the experience? Was it? Was it positive um, And.
2: Um, it was like I, I I came out now when I was in college, because like that in school. I guess I was aware of this on a you know deep level but kind of didn't know what this was because you know there wasn't much education around it or you know services or stuff online around it or I didn't know where to go with it. So it was only when I went to college in the, in, uh, the University of Limerick that I kind of, you know, the, the penny dropped. And um, yeah, when I came home, it was, it was great um, to, to be able to come out to my family and like my elder sister was like, we knew already for ages, why didn't you tell us sooner? So in often most cases, they're ahead on, of on, you on the curve with this. So it's been, and even when I canvassed for marriage equality in Castletown there back in May 2015, like, and I was going, knock, you're knocking on doors of strangers. That was going to like primary school teachers I had, or, you know, you know, people that sing in Mm. in the choir with, with my mother and stuff like that. And like, you know, nine times out of 10, people were like voting yes, absolutely, no problem at all. There was one or two cases now where people were like voting no. Um, uh, but beyond that, it was like overwhelmingly, and but was like you know yes and positive. So that was yeah. a nice reassurance for me for this area or so, just that, that, that I call home.
1: So we 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 we've come, and I was just going to bring that up, like a long way, you know, since since two thousand and fifteen, um, mm. on 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 marriage equality and other social issues here. Um, is rural Ireland, is it still far behind? Like, in terms of now holding um, LGBT Ireland more pride events in, in rural towns, like, do you think there's still a need for that, Ciarán?
2: Uh Of course, of course. Um, you know, f- like, for me, uh, the, the biggest reason to have those kind of events would be for those, you know, young people who are, you know, like that, you know, we'd all like to live and you know have family and friends who are supportive, and there are. But there are many people who are, you know, they just don't know, you know, how people are going to receive them when they do come out. And but being able to know that there are other people celebrating that they're queer, you know, you know coming together to hang out. Like that would have been like an an enormous thing for me, just growing up to know that there are other people who are happy in the skin that they're in, and whatever uh, sexuality that they are, and that there's you know straight people who are you know happy to host them and have these events. That would have been enormous, and yeah. um, and they're, they're 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 you know bring them on is all is all what I say.
1: Yeah, uh, Paul is with us as well. And um, Paul, you came out nearly twenty five years ago in rural Ireland. Do you want to share a little bit of your experience?
3: Uh, Sure, Andrea. Yeah, I came out in 1996-1997, just a couple of years after decriminalisation. I was very much the only gay person whom I knew in the school for certain. Uh, School in the west of Ireland, in West Clare. There was no social media, no literature, no TV models or anything uh, like that to look up to. Um, but I have to say it w- was very it w- was a very it was a great experience. My parents, my friends were all very supportive. I suppose the only bit of drama associated with it was I told one of my girlfriends and uh, she told somebody else, and that other person said to me, I can't believe you told her first, and she didn't speak to me for about three months but I, guess that's, <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's teenagers uh the school is really supportive the school principal is really supportive. Um, I remember chatting to school counsellor a little bit. Um, it was a very supportive environment. I was quite surprised and when I share my coming out experience with friends, also from rural Ireland, they're a little bit taken aback. I don't think I experienced any homophobia as such until I probably went to college and you'd overhear things, you know, uh, gay slurs or things like that or people okay. using uh, gay people, uh, gay language if you like, in a derogatory fashion. Um but just to, I suppose, echo what Karen said there, Pride is essential if it's rolled out across the country and I really think it's, it's, it's really important. Visibility is key. It's like, we want to be seen. We were in the shadows and in the shades for so, so uh, many years and people mm. wouldn't discuss anything that had to do with gay uh, culture or anything like that. I, I think it's an essential development.
1: Paula, just you know, in listening to to Paul and and Kieran's stories, do you still get many people contacting you at LGBT Ireland from rural parts of the country? You know, with concerns about yeah. about talking to their family or friends.
0: We do, Andrea. Yeah, we like we run the national LGBT helpline, which is a free phone service. So that would be prim- the, primarily the calls we get would be from people who are. Who need support to come out to family members or friends or within the workplace, whatever it is. So it's still there's still a lot of stigma there, both externally as 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 been mentioned. You might overhear things that then set you back. You know, you start to think about that, and and I can we hear stories of people who are set back for years because they've overheard um, derogatory remarks and so on. So. I think you can't underestimate that, and people really do still need support to come out. The stigma's still there, so that's important to say mm. that our helpline is available and it is free phone.
1: Yeah, I know that's something, Karen. We've talked about before, like your experience of you know homophobic slurs and and, mm. and commentary. Like, so it is it's it, it is still very much there. It didn't end in twenty fifteen.
2: No, absolutely not i think people thought with 2015 it was like you know mission impossible job done and as we've seen over the last year in kind of the, in you know with uh, with, the, with the news with the tax and everything else that, that these services still are needed there still is a long way to go to kind of you know educate people but also to, to provide the support for people you know who need to come out and maybe they've a challenging family situation or maybe they just want some help about you know uh with you know, about how to do it so the services that you know Paula and her Colleagues are providing are still needed very
1: much. So, when Paula will the, will the first event take place?
0: Well, this event's obviously taking place now all up and down the country, which is fantastic. So, really, our our role in that is to to bring people together, to talk to key stakeholders like the volunteer committees that run prides in different areas, to see what we can help to do, to see where we can expand. To make sure that things are happening around the country, not just in in the bigger, larger towns and cities. So, really, our first job is to to start to talk to people and convene meetings um, and work with our partners to see what we can do and where we can fill the gaps.
1: Paula Fagan, CEO of LGBT Ireland. Paul and Kieran, listen, thank you for getting in touch and sharing your experience and joining us here on the programme.